I hate everything about this now. Well, you should love everything about it. Uh, welcome to Hello Insomnia. Uh, I am today's storyteller, Sir Aaron Carter. Uh, and I'm here with Christy. Hey there, everybody. Steven. Hello. And Jerry. Hey. All right, that's okay. What? Oh, I, this isn't a dating simulator. <laughs> <laughs> we do this over again? No, we're just going to keep it rolling. I watched this movie called Spider-Verse. And, yeah. That's terrible. We're going to be talking today about the missing Yuba boys, and we're not going to try to pick them up, Jerry. That's, that's what hey. we're not going to do. You do you, Jerry. Don't let them limit you. No, hey. that's horrendous. Also, Wink. uh... This one I really like because it's really close to all of us as Northern Californianers. Wait, would you really consider uh, Christine? She's like I just rolled my like, eyes uh, at you calling your city she's, fucking she's like Northern central. California. We are. How are we that? that? We're the whole Northern of California. You're, you're like the most Southern point of Northern Cal there could possibly be. You're Southern. I've lived in Northern California. Oh, Thank my. you very much. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's, it's literally we're, Northern we're the top. We're the top. Yeah, yeah, bottom. It's fine. We, wow. we, you know. So anyway, Yuba City, everybody. And I think we need to go. I think uh, after we do the story and everything, we we should all take a trip up just, to Yuba. Just City. hop in the car and go. Right? Yeah. Well, let's just follow. Let's follow the trail. Let's follow the trail of uh, where these five men went. Why don't we figure out where these five people went first, and then we'll decide whether we take the same trail. All what right. That. All right. Sounds like coward right. talk. Anyway, let's get right into this. Wait, no, that's let's not do that. That's that's too buzzfeedy. <laughs> All right. All right. So what do we know? Five men from Northern California became good friends over the love of sports, basketball in particular. Bill Sterling, 29, Jack Hewitt, 24, Ted Ware, 32, and Jack Madriga, I believe is how you pronounce his name, 30. Madruga? And th- yeah, I think Madruga. Uh, uh, and then uh, Gary Mathias, 25. They also shared a similarity in the fact that each had a slight intellect disability or were informally considered slow learners. There's not really too much into like uh, each of their disabilities or um, their mental states, um, except for one, Mr. Gary Mathias. And we'll get into his just a little bit later. But they all live with their parents, uh, and they were all collectively called the boys. Um, oh, that's I like their, that show. That's, that's their crew. The crew name. That was their name. Yeah, that, that was like their their, their like uh, crew name. It's Dang. not like the show. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, they came out before the show. What? That's that's terrible. Yeah, no, that it's definitely not like the show. It's a lot less uh, weird. So this is the seventies, basically. This is nineteen seventy-eight, I believe. Nineteen seventy-eight. Got it. Yeah, nineteen seventy-eight. So get your mind in that state. So uh, the four are the five played basketball together as the uh, Gateway Gators, a team sponsored by a local program for the mentally handicapped. On February twenty-fifth, the Gators were due to play their first game in a week-long tournament sponsored by the Special Olympics, for which the winners were to get a free week in Los Angeles. Not really a big prize nowadays, but, you know, I guess in 1970. It was a free trip to Los Angeles. It's a free trip to L.A., yeah. I mean, okay. Uh, The five men had prepared the night before, some even laying out their uniforms and asking parents to wake them up on time. They decided to drive to Chico that night to cheer on the UC Davis basketball team. Us in Sacramento are familiar, you know, with... uh, The Aggies, right? Yeah, you know what we're talking about. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) i think i fell asleep there for a moment where were we at again wow how dare you how dare you sorry we couldn't talk about fresno yeah bulldog yeah exactly what but madruga the only member of the group besides matthias to have a driver's license drove the group 50 miles north to chico in a turquoise and white 1969 mercury montego Oh, I wish it was a Jeep, though. What? Turquoise, Why? Turquoise Jeep? That's terrible. Yes. <laughs> terrible. I feel like I'm missing a reference. Here. Oh, man. It's an internet uh, band that's terrible. Anyway, yeah. um, 
The men wore only white coats against the cool temperature in the upper Sacramento Valley at night hey. at the time of this year. Hey, yes. In Sacramento. Hey. Hey. This is in February? This is in February, yes. Okay. So it's still winter. You know, it's cool. Yeah, it's still, pretty, it's still pretty chilly. A little chilly. nippy. Pretty chilly, you know. As Northern Californianers, we know how to deal with the cold. So, oh, you my know. God. Yeah, 30 degrees is cool. Yeah. Ooh, freezing. After the Davis team won the game, the group back in, uh, got back into Madruga's car and drove a short distance from the Chico State Campus to Bears Market, downtown Chico. There they bought snacks along with sodas and cartons of milk to drink. That was already it's weird. The 70s. Yes, it's the 70s. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Grown boys love milk. Ex- yes. <laughs> it was shortly before the store's 10 p.m. closing time. The clerk later remembered them because she resented a, such a large group had come in and delayed her from starting the process of closing. We've all been there. Yes. Yes, we have. <laughs> like these freaking. Uh. Yeah, exactly. And uh. That's where we got into some uh, non, non okay words. <laughs> yeah. Oh None of them were seen alive again after this point. At their homes, some of the men's parents had stayed up to make sure they returned. When morning came, they had not. Police were notified. Police in Butte and Yuba counties began searching along the route. Uh, the men took to Chico. They found no sign of them, but few days later, uh, a Plumas National Forest Ranger told investigators that he had seen the Montego parked along Oroville, Quincy Road in the forest on February 25th. At the time, he had not considered it significant since many residents often drove up into the Sierra Nevada on winter weekends to go cross country skiing on extensive trail systems. Uh, But after he read the missing person's bulletin, he recognized the car had led deputies to it on February 20th. I mean, and led deputies to it on February 28th. So that's what, three days later? It's about three days after. Yeah, because it was the 25th. Oh, so yeah. Yeah, so three days after. Inside the car, there was evidence suggesting the men had been in between, been in it between when the last when they were last seen, and it was abandoned. The wrappers and empty cartons and cans that they had purchased uh, in Chico were present, along with programs from the basketball game they had watched at the near at the neat are neatly folded, and a neatly folded road map of California. But the discovery of the car raised more questions than answers. First, it was. So I'm going to start that over. First was its location, 70 miles from Chico, far off any direction route to Yuba City or Marysville. So if you're not familiar with uh, Northern California geography, Hmm. uh, we would say uh, Chico is more north, right? Yeah. Actual Northern California. Whatever. Uh, And then almost a straight shot down. Like, I don't even, I mean, there's no, like, real off-roads, but pretty much a straight shot down is Yuba City, where they were going. Like, it's one road. It's just, you just take 99, and you don't, you know, you don't kind of veer off anywhere. So, yeah. I don't, I, you. I've actually, I've actually drove that before. I've driven it, it before. I've, I've, it, I've, I've done this. Not that long, right? N- no, it's. I mean, from from Chico to Sacramento is not that far. It's like like an hour and a half, maybe. Yeah, yeah, it's about that. Yeah, Uh, probably a little bit longer than from here to Stockton or something like that. Yeah, it's it's not. Yeah, definitely longer to Stockton. Anybody from fifty miles away from us? Yeah, about. Anybody yeah. on the East Coast is like, where the hell are these places, guys? Where are these places? Where are these places? People from the <laughs> other side of the continent <laughs> or the world. Google it, everybody. What You'll is miles? <laughs> oh, should I start saying the kilometers too? Yes, you should. Okay. Excuse me, guys. So they were about 110 kilometers away from uh, their location in Chico. Ah, oh, thank you. Thank you. There you go. Now I get what you, where it's at. Perfect. Wow, you're terrible. <laughs> None of the men's families could speculate as to why they might have driven up a long, uh, a winding dirt road in the winter night uh, deep into the high elevated elevation remote 
forest without an extra clothing or I mean, and on the night of their basketball game, which, of course, remember, they they were very into their basketball game. They wanted their parents to wake them up on time. And, you know, it, it was a it was a thing. Uh, Madruga's parents said he did not like the cold weather and had never been up in the mountains. Sterling's father had once taken his son to the area near where the car was found for fishing on the weekend, but the younger man had not enjoyed it and remained at home when his father took later trips there. So these guys, for the most part, they didn't like the cold. Yeah. Uh, They had reached 4,400 feet or 1,300 Meters? Yeah, meters. Oh, my God. An elevation along the road um, about where the snow line about where the snow line was at the time of year, just short of where the road was closed for the winter. The car had begun to uh, become stuck in the snow uh, drifts, and there was evidence that the wheel had spun attempting to get out of it. But police noted the snow was not deep enough or was so deep that the five healthy young men uh, – would not have been able to push it out. So it wasn't so, that so deep, it wasn't for them that not, deep yeah. for them not to all get out and just be like, all right, let's rock it until it gets out. You know, the keys were not present, suggesting at the time the car had been abandoned because it might have not been functioning properly with the intention of returning later to help. But when police hotwired the car, it started immediately. The gas tank was a quarter full. The car was unlocked and had windows rolled down when it was found. And they also uh, and they also said it was unlike him to leave the car unsecure. Speaking of uh, Madruga, the the one that was driving Uh, with evidence, not pointing to any clear conclusion about what happened that night to the men. Uh, that night, the men disappeared. Police and the families were not ruling out the possibility that the men had met foul play. The eventual discovery of four of five of the men's bodies seemed to suggest otherwise, but raised even more questions about what happened that night and whether at least one of them might have been rescued. On June 4th, this is months later, with most of the high elevation snow melted, a ground of motorcyclists went to a trailer maintained by the Forest Service at a campsite off the road 19.4 19.4 miles or 32 or 31.2 kilometers from the Mon- from the Montego from where the Montego had been found the front window had been broken when they opened the door there they were overcome by the odor that turned out to be decaying bodies inside it was later identified as wares wares body was on the bed with eight sheets wrapped around it including the head the autopsy showed that he had died of a combination of starvation and hypothermia. He had lost nearly half of his 200 pounds. Uh, the growth wow. uh, the growth of his beard has suggested he lived as long as 13 weeks Jeez. from when he had last shaved. His feet had been badly frostbitten among gangrenous. On the table next to the, to the bed where... Uh, were some of his personal effects, including his wallet with cash, a nickel ring with Ted engraved on it, a gold necklace he also wore. Also on the table was a gold watch without its crystals, which Weyer's family said was not his and partially melted uh, and a partially melted candle. He was wearing a velour shirt and lightweight pants, but his shoes could not be found. Right off the bat, that that's uh, that's that's crazy. That's crazy. So <laughs> I I I'll probably go into it in this. I think a little bit later. Yeah, I do. I see. Okay, so I, I'll get into it because like him passing away from a combination of hypothermia and starvation is well, it, is it's definitely like he's a weird tried thing. to survive for a while. Like yeah, or he was kept alive for a while. Mm-hmm. We don't know what exactly happened so I, I it's weird he has so where yeah. did he get the gold necklace from that his parents say it's not his um, i don't think most people would wrap a sheet around no the head. the gold it said he said also the table was a gold watch without crystals which where his family says it was not his so it was a gold watch not the oh, gold watch yeah okay. the watch was yeah so they knew about it 
Oh, he had a gold necklace, but it, that's not what. Yeah, he had a gold necklace. He well, just not his. his yeah, the watch, watch wasn't okay. his. Yeah, misunderstood. Cool. Most puzzling to the investigators was how Ware had um, come to his fate. No fire had been set in the trailer's fireplace, despite an ample supply of matches and paperback novels to use as kindling. Emma would hate that. Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> gotta survive. Heavy force, <laughs> like burn the books, yeah. burn the books. We're having what a burn, doing? book burning. <laughs> well, was this Fahrenheit four fifty one or whatever that movie's called? Are they burning books. Yeah, you got to keep, got to keep warm. Uh, heavy forestry clothing, uh, which could have kept the men warm, also remained where it had been stored. A dozen sea ration cans from a storage shed outside had been opened and the con- and the contents consumed, but a locker in the same shed had held even greater assortments of dehydrated food, enough to keep all five men fed uh, a year. And it had, uh, if they had, if it had been necessary, had not even been opened. Similarly. Right. Another shed nearby held a butane tank with a valve uh, with a valve that had been opened uh, would have fed the trailer's heating system uh, and it would have fed the trailer's heating system. This behavior, however, was consistent with what Ware's family members described as a lack of common sense arising from his mental disability. He often questioned why he should stop at a stop sign and one night he had been dragged out of bed while his bedroom ceiling was burning in a house fire since he was worried about missing his job the next day if he left his bed damn so hmm. yeah he he you know wasn't so he, in... he sounds like he couldn't rationalize things like or 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 um god what is it like the order of importance for things. Yeah, he couldn't prioritize properly. Prioritize. That's that's what I was saying. But the, I, that's like that's understandable for that one guy. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but you got four other people. You know, food for a year. But How did this dude starve? Like you said, it was only his body that was wrecked. Only his body was found. We'll get. We're we're, we're about to get to the rest of them right okay. here. All okay. Right. Okay. Uh, it also seemed that Ware had not been alone in the trailer and that Matthias and possibly Hewitt had been there with him. Matthias's tennis sneakers uh, were in the trailer and the sea rations had been opened with a P-38 can opener, um, which Matthias had been familiar with with his military service. Matthias, Matthias, his feet perhaps swollen from the frostbite, could have decided to put Ware's shoes on instead if he had ventured outside. The sheets all over Ware's body also suggested that one of the others had been with him uh, as his gangrenous feet would have been in too much pain for him to pull them over his body himself. Searching, uh, uh, Searchers returned to Plumas following the road between the trailer and the site of the Montego. The next day, they found remains later identified as Madrugas and Sterlings on the opposite side of the road, 11.4 miles or 18.3 kilometers yes. from where the car had been. The former's body had been partially consumed by scavenging am- animals. Only bones remained of the latter scattered over the area. Autopsy showed that they both died from hypothermia. Deputies speculated uh, that one may have succumbed to the desire for sleep that marks the conditions uh final stages and the other refused to leave his side eventually meeting the same fate two days yeah so they um um madruga and sterling like died out in the open i don't know maybe maybe trying to find help or something and yeah Yeah. two days later as part of one of the other search parties, Jack Hewitt's father found his son's backbone under a manzanita bush two miles northeast of the trailer. His shoes and jeans were nearby <coughs> helped identify uh, that were nearby helped identify the body. The next day, the deputy sheriff found a skull downhill uh, from the bush 300 feet away, confirmed by dental records later to have been Hewitt's his death too was attributed to hypothermia. 
in an area to the northwest of the trailer, roughly a quarter mile from it, searchers found three Forest Service blankets and a rusted flashlight by the road. It cannot be determined how long those items had been there since Gary Mathias had presumably not taken his medication. Pictures of him were distributed to the mental institution all over California. However, no trace of Gary Mathias was ever found. And thus came the end of the Yuba Boys. But Gary Mathias is the only one that went to the military, right? So Gary Mathias went to the military. Yes, he was the only. No, they all, I think, had some type of service in um, the military. So let me give you just a small little bit backstory on Gary Mathias. During his service in West Germany in the early 70s, Gary Mathias um, developed a drug problem. Uh, This eventually led to being diagnosed with schizophrenia. Uh, and him being physically or psychiatrically uh, discharged. He returned to his parents' home in California and began treatment at a local mental hospital. While it had been difficult at first, he was nearly arrested for assault twice and often suffered psychiatric, psychotic, not psychiatric, excuse me. Excuse me. Start that over. While it had been difficult at first, he nearly was he was nearly arrested for assault twice and often suffered psychotic episodes that landed him in the local veterans administration hospital in 1978, the same year they all disappeared. He was being treated uh, at an outpatient uh, as an outpatient basis at sterilized and contingent and was considered by his physician to be one of the Sterling success story uh, cases. Matthias supplement supplemented his army disability pay by working in his stepfather's uh, gardening business. Off the job, outside of his family, uh, he had close friends, of course, with the four guys, um, and because of their kind of shared uh, intellectual disabilities. And basketball, uh, of course. And basketball, of course, yes. Um, so that was kind of his, that was the most backstory I can find on any of the boys. And I think a lot of the things that I came across. So like, you know, let's, let's break down the the story, I guess, going back from um, the thing. So when they traveled back from Yuba city, the, the biggest question are from Chico. The biggest question is how did they get mixed up going the wrong way? Yeah, so they stopped at a convenience store or gas station? What was it? Yeah, they stopped at a convenience oh, store. Yeah, but that yeah. was in the middle of Chico. Of Chico. Downtown yeah. Chico. Chico. Uh, yeah. But, but it was from, late at right? night. So late at night, they stopped at this store yeah, cause to get she wanted to. That lady wanted to close the store down, so it was pretty late. And they just end up driving 70 miles the other direction. The wrong way. Into the mountains, and yeah, it's, it just gets weird from there. And and who the driver was? They no telling, no telling uh, who the driver was. The only two people with license to drive though was Madruga and um, Matthias. So okay. Matthias was the um, the discharged soldier, and uh, not too much on Madruga. I mean, like, it was back in the late 70s, right? So they're yeah. pretty decent-sized cars, and I don't think there were seatbelt requirements back then anyway. It's actually a really nice car. <laughs> so uh, some of the things, there was, like, uh, a few... Uh, oh, there was one strange witness uh, in the beginning, and um, let me see if I can really quick find his name. But it's a crazy tale of... Uh, I'll, I'll look while I'm telling you, but... There was a guy that was driving up, you know, to go. I can't remember if he was going uh, where he was going, but he was driving. And in the middle of this snow, um, he gets a heart attack and he decides, let me wake this thing out, this heart attack out. So he pulls his car over to the side and he he's like, I'm just going to rest here. You know, let's let this heart attack go by. And Mm. while he's waiting in the snow, he sees the the uh their car the mercury montego and he yeah and he sees it stop and he sees the boys get out 
Uh, but he doesn't think of it. He thinks it's help for him, but of course it's not. Um, and then he kind of, I think it said he passed out. And then that's it. Yeah. And then he wakes up and it's like, they're just not there anymore. And I'm like, oh, okay. That's, that makes... that's but the car was there. No. So I got to find it. Cause I didn't write this one down. So I'm probably getting all the facts, you know, jumbled up, <laughs> jumbled up. Yeah. You know, unreliable, uh, witnesses, yeah, you know, Deva. You know how it is. Yeah, I uh, saw it. <laughs> uh, but if you look at their, if you look at their trail, so Chico at that Warner Street, they began there. Somehow they got split in the middle of the road because you see where Blavo is. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. They were supposed to go straight down there, but somehow yeah, they, they cut off. Yeah. Yeah, but look, it's really difficult to come back after they've split off that way. Not once you get into South Oroville. Why don't you just turn around and then go back? I mean, you're, yeah, there's got to be signs in Oroville and South Oroville that yeah, tell you to go down. Like, it was late at night, wasn't it? Yeah. It was yeah. late at night. They all had different disabilities or conditions. Uh, I could see the potential of just kind of continuing along and maybe somebody in their in their mind was like, hey, this is the way we're supposed to go. Like, we're going to get there. I remember this. This looks familiar. And the next thing they know, they've made it into the mountains and now they're lost. Because it's not yeah. like you have GPS back then. Very true. 1978. So, yeah, you're in 1978. Like you don't have GPS. Maybe, like, they probably didn't buy a paper map or anything like that. It doesn't always occur to everyone. But nope, hey, they did have a paper map, remember? Oh, they did, right. Because okay. it was folded in the back seat. Oh. Nobody knew how to use them. And it was dark. Somebody so had not, to knew. Do you think they had a flashlight? Well, no, my The guy with military experience. He's there was multiple. Yeah, I believe right, there was what, multiple what, people what with condition, military experience. But that's the thing is, like you've also described them as having like different levels of intelligence due to disabilities and conditions. But yeah. what was the level of the one that came back from the military? I I don't know. That was Matthias. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. I, I I really couldn't tell you. The only one that they really went into the backstory on, you know, kind of how severe the uh, his. Um, his disability was was the guy that was left in the burning well not left they had to drag him out of bed because he was worried about missing work when his roof is on fire so yeah you okay, know. So the is the bucks lake road where they found the bodies uh that's where they found i believe that's where they found uh two because remember they found them kind of all scattered uh, about two or one in the in the cab the cabin yeah and three on the outside and then they never found gary matthias his his body's probably somewhere out there still or he's um, just gone unless he had one of his episodes and that's one of the theories mm-hmm. so yeah. when when it comes to the theories, even though the five men died in the Sierras, investigators still could not completely explain what led to their deaths. They had found no explanation of why the men were there, although they uh, learned that Matthias had friends in a small town called Forbes Town. The police believed that it was possible that in an attempt to visit them on the way back, the men had taken the wrong turn near Oroville and put them on the mountain road. For whatever reason, the men had left the Montego uh, they had instead of going back down the road where they passed the lodge that um, all that guy Shones later returned to, uh, continued along the road uh, in the direction that they were originally going on. Purposeful motion like that is not consistent with the circular pattern traveled by uh, those who genuinely believe themselves lost. Uh, the day the men were uh, went missing, a Forest Service snowcat had gone along the road in that direction to clear the snow off the trailer roof so that it would not collapse. It is possible police believe that the group had decided to follow the tracks it left, though the snow drift uh, through the snow drift four to six feet high uh, to wherever they led, in belief that the shelter was not too far away. Madruga and Sterling probably succumbed to hypothermia midway uh, along the walk to the trailer. Uh, it is assumed 
that once they were found in the trailer, once they found the trailer, the other three broke the windows to enter since it was locked. Um, they may have believed it was a private property and may feared arrest or theft if they used anything they found in there. After Ware died, the others believed uh, he had. I mean, after Ware died, or others believed he had, they perhaps chose to attempt to return to civilization by a different route um, on foot. That's, I don't. I, I, mean, I don't know, man. <laughs> that's 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 throwing a lot of. Um, well, I I guess they did it this way, or I believe they did it this way. There's a lot of possibilities here because um, you're out there for weeks, one, and if you're in, if you're in, see, I guess it just all falls down to their mental mental capabilities. Mental states, yeah, yeah, because like if you're in there and you're starving, and you have rations in that place, like yeah, but when how- did they find the place? That's the thing is like, what state were they in before they even got to the plate with all of those like resources for them? I well, they, think it's they said they ate death, right? food. Yeah, because they ate some of the stuff on the outside of the um, wherever they found on the outside, but they but just didn't touch the inside stuff. Well, there was also stuff on the outside because there was more cans and stuff in like a shed or something, right? Because they said uh, if they would have went um, to like another room, there was like more things for them to consume. So it's it's a little weird that that they didn't touch any of that. Like enough enough food for five people for a year. That's a for lot a of stuff. Yeah, for a year. Yeah, that's a lot to of just stuff. Wait and and hope like wait for some type of rescue or help. I mean yeah, I don't know right. who decided to let these guys go by themselves without somebody knowing that each one of them has some type of yeah a mental dis- uh, disability. You know what I mean? Like, why would you let them go un- unchaperoned in, in a way? Like, or somebody with uh, without co- coherent. But mind. I'm wondering. I'm wondering. Have they have they done this before? Then, like, have they been able to drive well, off someplace because two of them had licenses? They were all on you know the same basketball team. So, have they were, were they trusted enough to do other things on their own? Yeah, maybe if they were as a group, it was okay. The one thing I'm kind of curious about, was there any signs that they maybe like uh, Matthias actually like trapped some of them in a room and that's why they didn't actually eat the food? Because that's the vibe I'm getting. Like if there's all that stuff available to you, Matthias with his military background is probably concerned with self-preservation. Maybe he wasn't letting the others uh, use the rations. So maybe he was just on his own trying to survive more than... The other ones are like mm-hmm. so, like just turned on them or something like that. Because well, I mean, he, he was schizophrenic, he was, yeah, right? so, like that's he was yes, a schizophrenic with a, like soldier training. Like he could probably, and they're all in their various states of intelligence. I could see him easily overpowering them to some degree, uh, just for self-preservation reasons. But he was the youngest. Doesn't but that means he was the fittest? No, no, no. <laughs> no he so wasn't. He, like, he was the youngest out of all. all or four of them, or five. How many was there? Four. Um, Bill five. Sterling, twenty nine. Jack Hewitt, twenty four. So he was like almost. He was like the second yeah. youngest. Yeah, Jack Hewitt was the youngest. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, he also he had the military training. I, I don't know, like his his thought process, because I don't know. He it might have been an episode, because schizophrenia. You have hallucinations, delusions, disorganized thinking. Those are symptoms. Yeah, but like, does you do you go into those for like weeks? Because it was weeks, right? It wasn't like weeks, a, a, yes. an hour or a day or something. It was literally a weeks. So like, maybe it maybe it started off that way, and then well, unchecked into a struggle. So unchecked, like without any type of medication or any type of, um, uh, um, I guess. It really also depends on his degree too. Like, there's no way. Like, you, I, I, that's the thing. I'm cautious of pinning it on that because you don't know. Like how long the delusions and hallucinations last? You don't know the severity of it. Like yes, they said schizophrenia, but they never said like really talked about how in depth the diagnosis was. And back in the like the late seventies, how well did they truly understand it? Well, I, I mean, it was enough to get them discharged from the military. 
Um, you can military. get discharged from the military for a lot of reasons, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're also really lenient for well, on a lot of things too. This this was they a, want you to stay in the military. This this was a because I said what it was called though, right? The the discharge yeah. that he had. Yeah, and he had also been a, nearly arrested for like physical assault on multiple occasions. Yeah, so yes. he had. So that's the thing is, like, he was the violence. Like, I could see him turning against the rest of them because, like, they. His body was never found. I, he might not even be dead. He had friends nearby that he could have made it to and then, like, you know, gotten enough cash to go off and start a life somewhere else. But the but car see, was left there. But then why wouldn't why wouldn't those friends speak and say, yeah, we have we seen him? Maybe. You know what I mean? So, like, that's... Maybe he broke into their houses I, and got what I, he needed, too. Like, who knows? I feel like he... If he did have an episode, he say he did, he was erratic and, like, you know, threatened everybody not to to do anything, and he ventured off. Everybody else started dying off, and he went by himself. He's probably somewhere dead. I don't think I don't think this guy would have made it uh, in the forest because where they were from this route, where that car was left, and mm-hmm. then where that um, bunk, uh, not bunker, but that uh, that uh, building that they were in. This guy was. They were in the middle of nowhere. And without transportation, without food, and and all that stuff, this guy wouldn't have made it that far. Uh, so that sighting that I was talking about was Joseph Shones from Sacramento. Hey. Hey. Uh, nice. He told the police uh, he had inadvertently wound up spending the night uh, on the 24th and the 25th um, of February near where the Montego was found. He had driven up there where he had a cabin to check the snowpack in advance of the weekend ski trip for his family. Um, he he had gotten stuck in the snow uh, in the process trying to free it. He realized he's beginning to experience the early symptoms of a heart attack, and he went back in, keeping the engine running to provide heat. Six hours later, lying in the car uh, and experience severe and experiencing severe pain. He told police he saw headlights coming up behind him. Looking out, he saw a car parked behind him, headlights on with a group of people around it, one of which seemed to him uh, to be a woman holding a baby. He called for them to help, but then they stopped talking, turned their headlights out. Later, he saw more lights behind him, this time flashlights, uh, and also went out when he called them. Uh, they also went out when he called when they called when he called them, excuse me. After that, Sean said uh, at first he recalled a pickup truck parking 20 feet behind him uh, briefly and then continuing on down the road. Later, he clarified to the police that he could not be sure of of that since at the time he was almost delirious from pain he was that he was in. Um I don't know if this dude saw anything because he was having a heart attack in the middle of a freaking. He, he wins the award for the dumbest badass <laughs> uh, because he just pulled over and was like, "I'm having a heart attack. Yep, uh, I'm just gonna wait this out. out. What? Jeez. What? Uh, I mean, like, was he gonna be able to drive himself to a hospital? I guess it's safer to try to wait it out than it is to drive in that condition." True, but the thing is, and and I mean, I can think of people being skeptical of even going up to his car. Like if you're driving down a dark road and then all of a sudden you see a car just stop there and then one guy get out. Like, I mean, it's 1978. There's murderers everywhere. Oh, yeah. No, this uh, is murder season. This is yes, like mm-hmm. 70s. Everybody was murders. slaughtering everybody around here. And this then the purge. Yeah. So you see a woman. Or what you perceive as to be a woman with a baby, you're not gonna, you know, if you're the woman with the baby, you're not taking that chance. Like, nah. No, that's Did Sharon Tate murders just happen. Oh shit. So yeah, close. That's Ted uh, Bundy with his dog right there. Like, yeah, no, and then that was his MO, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like stopping drivers. Yeah. Yeah, no, this is ten years after that. So the, the all that stuff, you know, sixty nine happened. Yeah, nah, bump all that. So yeah. But again, yeah. And then the other witness was the uh, the woman that worked in the store. Um, you know, she recalled them because, of course, of the irritatingness of people coming in at the dead last second when you're trying to close. Mm-hmm. You know, so. 
So, okay, so what's the reason for getting out the car, though? The car works. The car, the car I, worked. Why would I don't you know? Maybe like be... someone had to use the bathroom and they didn't. But no, you go to do the bathroom and you come back to the car, though. Like you don't all not five. If you, not if all five of you are like, let's go to the bathroom together, and you're walking off in the dark. You side of the vehicle. You're in the forest. Have you ever been lost in the forest? It's fucking terrifying. You Have you ever peed in the forest? Yes, I've done both those things. Okay, so you don't like, go five miles away from your car. You totally, <laughs> you totally can though, because like I think I was up in Yosemite and we were in a cabin, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna take this shortcut off the trail back to the cabin. I was lost for like three hours. It's totally doable, especially in the middle of the night. You don't know the area. Your intelligence is compromised. Like it's kind of like a potential thing that happens like if you lose sight of the car in the night in the dark like you're like all right we need to save gas we're at a quarter of a tank let's turn the lights of the car off we'll go in the forest we'll watch you guys everybody pee whatever you need to do and then they get lost on the way back like i could see it happening the forest is a terrifying place to be yeah i yeah. i mean I, it's it's definitely is and then it's snowing and everything mm-hmm. like especially that. without any like equipment either if you have yeah and life. it's not like they're dressed for that kind of weather either. I, that's i like, am not they went to a basketball that far game. from the car though no exactly yeah. Stay in the car. Yeah, but that's and they're, they're all boys so they could just stand and pee in the snow and write their names they could have but they also <laughs> have you know they're literally like their intelligence is you guys have to remember that you're thinking of it as a common sense thing but like the family has made it clear that at least one of them was not a right sense of mind and maybe he convinced the others or maybe Matthias had a uh, schizophrenic like issue and they all had to like walk away from the car to calm him down you don't know what caused it but I could see them as soon as they lose sight of the car they're lost in that forest yeah I can see like one of if somebody had like an episode of panic attack ran off the others went to go find him Mm -hmm. and and now everybody's lost yeah and dead and dead Uh, it's Potentially dead because we still don't know where the other one's body's at. Yeah, All right, so day, yeah. then let's uh, let's go with our uh, final theories on on the situation, Christy. Since you kind of have one formulated out, right? Yeah, mine is they got they turned the car off to save gas. They didn't have a light. They went into the forest. They got lost. They find that place, the trailer with the rations. At that point, they're in fight or flight mode. Uh, I could see Matthias with military background kind of like locking the others away from food and trying to keep it to himself as they like maybe he comes back out of that episode. But, you know, the one why Meyer dies and from there it's just like, what do we do with the body? And everybody's panicking. And now Matthias is probably off in a new life somewhere while the rest of them are dead. It is an easy way. Like in the 70s, you can just walk 10 miles yep. from a town and then start a new life. Mm-hmm. So. Steven? Um, I think I think they got lost, definitely trying to go back home. Um, I think uh, maybe one or, you know, a couple of them may have had a panic attack. That's why they stopped the car. Um, kind of just, maybe he's having, some one of them was having an episode or something. They get out the car. Um, maybe one of them goes down, you know, uh, into the forest, kind of just panic running. And they they chase him to find him, and they just get lost, can't make their way back to the car. Um, and I think they just didn't didn't know how to survive. And I, I think that they're that some of them probably were panicking about getting in trouble for that food, eating it or stealing it. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they they had no. I feel like they had no survival instincts because they're they were worried about something else. And so they kind of just uh, were more scared of that other situation of getting in trouble that they didn't prioritize survival. And I think when Ted died, I think that's when they decided we need to find our way back or we're all going to die. And they just didn't make it. They didn't make it back. When one, the I forget the two that were found together, which one died first, but when he died. I think his friend was like, I can't leave him alone. And, yeah. and he just, he just wouldn't go. So that's why he, his body was found next to his friend. That as was Madruga for, and Sterling. Yeah. yeah. As for Matthias, I think, uh, I think Matthias was the military guy, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think he probably was the one that 
was gonna go for help, probably got the farthest out of everybody, and then just died because he was still lost. And the forest is huge. Like I don't I don't know if you guys ever been to Plumas National Forest, but that place is huge. There's a lot of hills, there's a lot of uh wildlife like that. Um it's it's just it's it's scary up there, especially if you have no lights, um, no food, and the unfortunately I think I think they all died. I think his body just hasn't been found yet. But it's just unfortunate events. They should have been somebody there with them that um was kind of just chaperoning them all, but was coherent and not um susceptible to episodes or uh, of their their disabilities unfortunately jerry well okay i don't know well i i <laughs> i totally agree with steven somebody might have had an episode so they had to stop the car in the middle of nowhere and be like you know what and calm somebody down i think it was matthias that had the psychotic break and then just got out the car and walked away and then they tried to go out and find him and uh or the heart attack man killed him Dear lord self-reported that's what it is <laughs> he said wow. it, it was definitely <laughs> sus it's definitely <laughs> yeah he was sus he survived a freaking heart attack that's a little little sketchy but just thought you'd sleep it off it's self-report fine. A woman with a baby, too. There's like no evidence. That's what he saw. There would be there would be a woman with a baby somewhere around there. You know what I mean? Like in the mountains at night? Yeah, like there would be another body if if there was somebody there. There'd be more cars, right? More food would have been eaten. Hmm. I'm I'm my theory is I'm putting it all on Matthias. Um, I'm I'm, I'm putting it on as because so it was him and Madruga that had the two licenses. I'm I'm probably certain that on the way back, Matthias was like, hey, I know these people in a certain town. Let's go visit them. You know, we'll be back in whatever amount of time. Um, He got the crew lost um, and probably in his he, he probably. I'm thinking of him as kind of like the take charge, like I'm the smartest of the group type of situation. I gotcha. Yeah. Because he, I guess, wasn't, I mean, he was schizophrenic, um, but I don't know because they like, they considered them quote unquote slow learners. Um, Madruga and Ware were also army veterans as well, but I, I think they were, I think they had their uh, mental disabilities like classified um as like uh, with the slow learners not like uh matthias where it was just oh he probably just thought you know i just get you know a little upset from time to time or whatever not taking it as serious as his mental disability is and i think he probably took charge of everything it was like okay we can find a way to you know to get through this we're lost or whatever and Let's let's go up this way. I got military training. You know, I was in West Germany, blah, blah, blah. They find the cabin. Um, you know, they break in. Uh, he gets them rations, but he goes out on his own trying to, you know, lead the way and just kind of leaves everybody behind. And I don't think the rest of them had the mental faculty to take care of themselves. So I agree with, that. yeah, I agree with you guys all on that. So mm-hmm. they ended up, you know, dying in those terrible circumstances of you know starvation and hypothermia um but i think i think him not being found he probably is lost deeper than everybody else and i think it's just because he probably took it all upon himself to to try to were the keys found um they ever said any report that the keys were found like did madruga because it was his car did his body have the keys? I don't think they said. Um, I don't think they said any of that. Yeah, I, don't think, that, I think they said the keys were missing. See, because that's that's a thing. Like, if Madruga didn't have the keys for his car, then then yeah, Matthias would have probably taken the keys and tried to make his way back. Because they definitely didn't say that he had the keys on him. That's what I'm saying. Like, if it was only him and. Madruga and Matthias that had driver's license, the other ones aren't driving. 
Yeah. They're letting those two drive. So if Madruga was the one that drove them up there and, you know, then he would have just been the one to drive them back unless Matthias was like, oh, let me take the wheel. And yeah, but I'm saying like, so if if Madruga was dying or, or you know, couldn't make it on his own, Matthias takes the keys, is like, I'm going to go get help, you know, quote unquote, I'm going to go get help. And then tries to make his way back up uh, to the car. Mm-hmm. Doesn't make it, dies somewhere off because he's walking the wrong way. Because it doesn't seem like they have a sense of direction. Um, because I they mean, can't, can they didn't. In a forest without a compass they, or a map. Well, they didn't turn around and just go back the route that they went already. And if it's they snowing, made you it, could just follow yeah. your foot trail, right? Yeah, because they could have. They could have made it back in to the dark, you guys. Chico. <laughs> no, well, I'm I've talking about when they're in the, in the car. Never been in the snow in the dark, so I don't know. When they're in the car originally, they could have turned around and went back the other direction. Just never trust basketball. Like, look what it does. Wow. All right. That's enough of that one there. All right. So then we're in this episode, of course, with um, us not knowing more than we knew. Something something to think (laughs) about. Do you have any information? Terrible. (laughs) Terrible. (laughs) Technically, Technically, Matthias is still missing. He's been missing for 42 years. Yes. Or he's just enjoying the hell out of his new life, you guys. Well, I mean, he would be 67 right now, so yeah. Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, he could. Who knows? Telling funny stories to his grandkids about what he yeah. did to four other guys. It's until somebody takes a DNA test yeah. and then exactly. that's how he gets caught 23 up. and me, let's go. Exactly. All right, we're wrapping this thing up then. Um, so thank you for listening. <laughs> Thank you for listening as well. Yep. <laughs> and uh, how do we end these things? What do we, what do we uh, say? Well, that's just something um, for them to think about. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I don't think we have a proper outro. Something, something to keep them up at night. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What was yeah. that? What did you say, uh, Christy? It was get some sleep. Uh, I don't remember. Yeah, it was. I need to listen to it. It was something yeah. like that. So, so good night and sweet dreams. Terrible. Good night.